Assalamu alaikum and thank you for logging on to the Farrakhan Speaks podcast. This podcast is taken from the Savior's Day 2008 message entitled, The Gods at War. I thank Almighty God Allah for His grace and mercy and to let you all know how honored I am that Allah has granted me another year after my horrific operation and near-death experience. I thank you. I thank you. Many of you have not heard much from me this year outside of the nation. So people were wondering, is he sick? How's he doing? Oh my God. I'm doing fine. Last year, when I got to Savior's Day, I was about 170 pounds from down, up from 158 when I started really losing but down from 186, which I was, well, um, about 192 pounds right now, uh, a little on the pudgy side, but uh, that should tell you cancer is not present, because if it were, I wouldn't be gaining weight. But I had a little experience in Phoenix, Arizona uh, last week that I had to rush back here to go in the hospital because during the operation, they literally reconfigured my insides. I'm not going into that. They did a magnificent job. I'm still here, I'm alive, and my mind is very sharp. In fact, when CNN and ABC interviewed me after last Savior's Day, they said, Minister, have you been putting us on? You were faking, isn't that the truth? I said, no, I wasn't faking, but God is real. God is real. But during this year, I spent most of the year working on the inside of the nation. You may have missed our voices in the community and you wondered what was happening. But I asked us all to come in and shut the door. You know how it is when you go to the bathroom? You don't invite a lot of people in. You go in and shut the door. Because you have some serious cleanup work to do. I wanted, by the grace of God, to put the nation 
on the best road possible to make us true and better servants of our people and the people and to make sure that our understanding of the theology of Elijah Muhammad was such that we could defend it against all who would come against us. So that internal work is still going on, but I cannot stay on the inside when so much work needs to be done on the outside. And that's what brings us to this moment of our subject. The context of this message is a world in peril. The context of the phenomenal rise of Barack Obama is a world and a nation in peril. When I think of with you the conditions in America and the conditions in the world where in the scriptures do we find a prophecy that fits the condition of America and the condition of the world? In the book of 2 Timothy, it reads, But know this, that in the last days, Perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. So Paul says to Timothy, from such people turn away. We are just not living in a time of universal integration. Please follow what I'm saying. The hope of every decent human being is to see all human beings loving each other 
at peace with each other, enjoying the spirit of brotherly love. That is the hope and the desire of every good person on this earth. The hope is not wrong, but there are those who don't want that. You cannot unite with wickedness if you love righteousness. You can't have fellowship with this world that's in its last days and have the love of God at the same time. Now either Jesus' teaching is right or he's just wrong. He said the love of this world is enmity with God. The book of James. So if you like the way this world has tailored you, fashioned you, fashioned your neighbor, fashioned your school, fashioned your life, if you love that, something is wrong with you. But if you are dissatisfied with this world, hate what this world has done and is doing to children, to women, to men, to nations, to governments, then you must be a seeker of truth because it is only after knowing the truth that you'll be able to see clearly not only the condition that you are in, but the condition that the world in which we live is in. No one can make an intelligent decision without being properly informed. This is why this world wants to control the media. This is why media hype can take you up, take you down. So you don't know anymore who's really good because the media can make a wicked man look good and make a good man look evil. That is why people said crucify him. they were well informed they would never have chosen a thief again Jesus says 
Many will come in my name. Ooh. I will stop there for a second. Many, not some. But many are going to come, he says, in my name and deceive many, saying, I am the Christ. Oh, my Lord. Now, most Christians are on the alert. So the arch deceiver is not coming straight at you like that. But you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But, but, but don't be troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. We must be very close to the end. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famine, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. And all these are the beginnings of sorrows. But listen to this. It says, then, when all this is going on, there will be those in high places scheming against the true followers of Christ. And if they're not scheming against you, don't check them out. Take a good look at yourself. Because he said, they're going to deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. The enemy is working right now. He wants to find a way to get at Farrakhan. What is wrong with Farrakhan? That you have to make Farrakhan a litmus test for any black person who strives for betterment, for elevation in the society, let's give them the Farrakhan test. Now, I've taken tests. I've never been in a classroom where a test is only applied to one student in the class. Hell, if you're going to give somebody a litmus test, give them all. Don't single out one man and say, well, let's give him the Farrakhan test. Why not give it to Hillary? What are you trying to do to our brother? 
Why do you hate him so? That you want to make me a stumbling block. That's why you have never heard me make any comment. I love that brother. And I want to see that brother successful. I don't want to say anything that would hurt that brother. And I don't want them to use me or the nation of Islam. I didn't tell anybody who to vote for. Do what you want to do. I've taught you enough sense that I know you will vote your self-interest if you know what your self-interest is. The scripture says you're going to see many false prophets rise and deceive many and because lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. My brother Marvin Gaye raised a good question. He said, what's going on? What's going on? We see floods, drought, famine. This is no longer biblical prophecies. These things are here, right in America. We see the drying up of lakes and rivers and water diminishing in certain areas to such a degree that states are now quarreling over who's going to get to use the water. What's going on? In just the last month, there were rare winter tornadoes right here in the Midwest and powerful Pacific storms with hurricane-force winds. Fires, mudslides. January saw more than 1,000 high temperature records. What's going on? In 2007, the United States experienced the second highest level of extreme weather events since they started keeping records. 
Last year was marked by deadly wildfires and storms that unleashed more than 600 tornadoes. There was severe flooding in Texas and Oklahoma and extreme drought across much of the southeast. Farmland, once used to grow corn and soybeans for human consumption, is now being used to make biofuels for industrial consumption which is naturally raising the price of food. What's going on? A barrel of oil has reached over a hundred dollars. How does that affect America? Iran is saying we are going to set up an oil bourse as the fourth largest exporter of oil, but we don't want it anymore in American dollars. We'll take it in other currencies. How much money do you have in your pocket, and how long will it mean anything? The dollar is collapsing against other currencies in the world. And the price of gold that in the late 60s was $35 an ounce is now over $900 an ounce. And some have forecasted that it might go as high as $2,000 for one ounce of gold. What's, what's going on, man? China has over a trillion U.S. dollars in her reserves. America is for sale. And everybody in the outside world that has U.S. dollars is coming back to America, buying up some of America's finest properties. Other people own the toll roads now. General Motors just said they lost over 30-something billion dollars when the automobile industry in America is shutting down, steel mills closing. You are being put out of a job. Thank you for listening to the Farrakhan Speaks podcast. This message and all other messages are available in their entirety through the Final Call at store.finalcall.com. And remember to log on to the most widely circulated black newspaper in the country, The Final Call at finalcall.com.